Welcome into the DNVR Avalanche podcast. It's me, Rudo, back for vacation, joined by Ooh. Jesse Montano doing all the hard work this week for us, <laughs> being on the show. Uh, look, hey, I'm going to be... Summer, we, all, we all have to do it one week of hard work, right, in the we'll offseason? At least try a little bit, you know. Yeah, everybody a... gets one, yeah. <laughs> uh, fair enough, fair enough. I'm going to be honest with you. The NBA Finals start tonight. I don't think there's a lot of people who care about the Colorado Avalanche right now. I, I just don't think it, there's a lot of you. We appreciate you hanging out in chat or listening and post on the podcast or on YouTube with us. So thank you. We will talk some hockey uh, today. But even, even tomorrow, I feel like there will be more interest. But it's just like first ever NBA Finals game the Nuggets are in. It's being hosted in Denver for the first time. Like today's about the Nuggets and it rightfully should be. Of course, there's there's little doubt about that. So that's where we wanted to start our show. We're going to do our best to put a hockey spin on this and, and do some comparing, do some learning from the Denver Nuggets uh, on today's show. Uh, this is an impossible question, Jesse, so uh, just do your best. But if you had to pick an NHL team to compare the Denver Nuggets to, who would it be? Is it, hey, they made the finals, so they're Vegas or uh, Florida? Is it, hey, they have these types of players, so they're like an Edmonton? Mm-hmm. Does it have to be a this year's NHL? No, any, any year, any time. And, and, and this is, a, I understand this is a cop-out answer-ish. But really, dude, I mean, for, for, for me, it really is last year's Avs team. This Nuggets team feels to me very, very similar where they've got the depth support. They've got, you know, I know MPJ isn't young, but he's a younger guy. Yeah, You know, you, you've got the young key contributors. And then most importantly, you, you know, Rudo, you and I have talked about this several times. Now. You need star players to win, especially yeah. in the NBA. You need star players. You need elite talent at the top of your roster. They've got that. You know, Nikola Jokic, I mean, to me, I think he's more of like in the Kale McCarr tier where it's like, this is a one-of-one clear in a way the best, not only at his position, but among the elite of the elite in the league. Um, You have that for the Nuggets and really just kind of watching this, this playoff run underscored by the Western Conference final is where it's like, look, can you nitpick and find shortcomings with this Nuggets team? Sure. You can do that with every team. There's there's shortcomings yep. for all of yep. them. Last year for the Avs, the question mark was in net. Can this first time, you know, playoff goaltending really hold up? And really what that Avs team last year proved and what I think this Nuggets team is kind of on the path of proving is, yeah, we have our deficiencies, but we're just so good it doesn't matter. We're just yep. such a complete team. We have players at every level, you know, uh, to me, Jamal Murray is kind of in the Nazem Kadri role where it's like, this is a really high-end player by themselves. Maybe even put him in the Miko Rantanen role, right? I, I Closer to Miko over me, yeah. You know, this is a really high-end player alone, but you don't have time to keep a special eye on them because you have your hands full, you know, for the abs. It's Nathan McKinnon, it was Kale McCarr. For the Nuggets, you gotta you, you, Jokic is the guy you gotta watch. Jokic can beat you by himself. Yep. Which means you're not paying as as much attention to guys like Jamal Murray, like Michael Porter Jr. Uh, you know, I mean, really, the list just kind of goes on for them. That's what this team feels like to me. 
sure you can nitpick and find deficiencies. Yeah, they haven't done it. Oh, well, he's never been this far, whatever, whatever. They're just better than everyone else. It's it, to me, that's a great call out, especially they're 12 and three. The yeah, other 12 and two going in the finals, finish 16 and four. Well, and, and to, to, to hit the nail just even harder on the head, all you have to do is look at the two Western conference finals last year. It was Colorado. It was Edmonton. And, and, yep. and the conversation was yes. The abs like, wow, they look really good, but can they contain Edmonton? Can they, can they stop, you know, the, the, the dynamic duo, duo of Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl, can they contain them enough to get out of this series? Not only did the Avs show that they were capable of beating those two head-to-head, the, the rest of the roster was just far and away better. Four games, you're done, that's it. It's the same thing this year, right down to the, sure, the Nuggets have been good, can they stop the dynamic duo? Can they stop yeah. AD and LeBron? Yeah. And again, not only did they do that, they do it in four Dominant games. Fashion, yeah. And and most of the games were not particularly close. Game one and game four were. Sounds awfully familiar. <laughs> it it really it's it's like eerily similar. If they go four and one in the finals and finish sixteen and four, it's gonna be super, super weird. It's gonna be crazy, dude. On, on how similar their runs do end up being. Uh, the other side I wanted to, to take from this, because I really don't have any arguments with you on, on a team that they're similar to. You could get into like weird or longer conversations where they haven't won a chip yet. It's like, oh, well, yeah. are they like Buffalo or whatever? But no, they're not. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I will say maybe going on that, you know, that kind of think track, coincidentally, ironically, it's the NHL team that's from Miami. It probably is the Florida Panthers. <laughs> never won before, never really had much postseason success, and were maybe a bit undersold, even by us, a fair coming into the yeah. playoffs. Obviously, they're seeded very different. The Nuggets win the West. The Panthers come in as an eighth seed. But again, aside from just the the national I, media doesn't pay attention. Like I, we, we all, we're all very clear on that narrative. It is just a little bit of like, Man, did we sleep on the Panthers a bit in the same way that it feels like national media is saying slept on the Nuggets? Yeah, shit, we slept on these Nuggets a bit. Yeah, a bit, a bit. <laughs> <laughs> all Give right. me the benefit of the doubt. All right. At least I was talking about the Panthers by the second round. Okay. <laughs> national, it's the finals, and you they're still them. not talking about the Nuggets. All right. So. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I have a feeling that'll that'll change a lot here in the next couple of days. Because here is the one thing I will say, and Nuggets fans are gonna you know, march on my house. When I say this, I I do think there is a little bit to, you have to win one first. I don't disagree with what you're saying. Not to the level that they've been disrespected. I I agree. I completely agree. I completely agree with that. The, 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 the one where I really had to draw the line in the sand was the, I've never seen him play. Sure. Maybe she meant I've never seen him live. I whatever, but it's like, why? Why would you even leave the door over that Mark Jackson leaving Jokic off the ballot? I, I'm totally with you. It, it's gone much further, but I do think yeah. there is something to, you have to win to get into that room to be constant conversation. And I will say, I don't think that has happened as much for the abs this year as maybe I was expecting. I, agree. I don't think they got anywhere near the national buzz that you've seen 
past Stanley Cup champions get in the year following, but it, I'm not splitting it, hairs. It wasn't buzz, but at least they're like, oh yeah, the abs are still really good. It turns out. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 I'll say at least they, a lot of people picked them to win a lot of shit again this year. Yeah. So I hear what you're saying. And, and I, I do agree. I, I would say like, if you're, especially if you're not a big market, it's not even like win. it's like, have you won one in the last 15 to 20 years? And if the right, right, so, right. they don't really talk about you. And really the only reason for a long time that the abs were kind of included in that conversation was because their most recent one was Joe Sackick, Peter Forsberg, <laughs> Ray Borg, Patrick. Well, like, it was just like, uh, you, you can't turn on an, a hockey channel without one of those people being referenced <laughs> idolized or something. Right, right. something. Yeah. Uh, the other side of this, I did want to talk about is can, can you look at other teams around the world of not in your sport, the best at what they do mm -hmm. <clears throat> like the nuggets. And can you learn things from them? Can the abs take a look and say, Hey, we see the nuggets run this play where they isolate Jamal Murray. They let him do his thing. Is there a way to apply that to hockey to, to make an ISO play for a Nathan McKinnon or something like that? You know, it's hard to say in terms of X's and O's, but I'm 100% positive that these two franchises, and it's part of the reason why I think this team maybe feels so much like last year's Avs team. I'm positive that Michael Malone and Jared Bednar have swapped notes. Jared <laughs> Bednar talked to us about it this year. Yeah, I've got to know him. He said, we don't get into a lot of the X's and O's, but we talk a lot about philosophy and culture and, and, and you know, communication and things like that. And that's why I don't, like I said, to, to me, it feels like a cop-out answer to say that this Nuggets team is a lot like last year's abs team, but it's because I, I think that that's kind of intentional. Quite literally being led right. the same way. By their right, coach. right. Yeah, be, being led the same way. So, you know, I, I don't know if you can, you know, I, I'm sure there are, when you're talking about, you know, X's and O minds at that level, like you said, the highest level of proficiency at what they do. I, I'm sure there are small little things where you say, Look how they, you know, they run this here to try to draw the double team, you know, try to try to draw the defender off of you just use Jamal Murray and, and, and uh, you know, double team Jokic as he, as he drives the paint a bit here, then kick that back out. What can we do where it's meant to, you know, distract you? Hey, Nathan McKinnon's wind up for the one time, you know, Nikita Kucherov is maybe a good example of this yeah, yeah. draws you in on the one timer and then on, on the one timer, Swing, Slips I guess. It. I don't know if you call yeah. it. Yeah. Ends up bumping it to another one timer in the slot. So, you know, I, I don't know. Maybe if you are Jared Bednar, you say, wow, look at the way the Nuggets do this. And they find a way to isolate that, what we were saying earlier, Jamal Murray on many other NBA teams would be the best player on the floor. For us, he's the second best player on the yeah, floor. Right. And we can draw coverage away from him. Look how they do that. Wow. What can we do here that we, you know, maybe we move Nate to the bumper and, you know, Miko tees him up, and right when you think he's going to tee it up, he goes back out to Miko and blah, blah, blah. You know, I, I don't doubt that, that when you're talking about people that think the game at that level, maybe, but I definitely do see it as more of like a philosophy, how we actually run the team, uh, you know, the way that we're all bought in, et cetera, et cetera. For sure. Also hard to say, hey, we need to set up more plays for Miko to score. He only scored 55 <laughs> last year. I, I, I yeah, eh. But, <laughs> hey, 
if, if you can figure something out by watching the Nuggets that says there are ways that you can set these things to, to intentionally draw defenders away, uh, you know, maybe in a different way than, than what we thought. Again, if there's anyone that's going to figure that out, it's going to be Jared Bednar. Agree 100%. And, and honestly, I think the leadership of this goes even further than, than just a head coach. You, you look at the rest yeah. of this Nuggets team and it's a lot like the as where it's like, Hey, this was a team that got built internally for the most part. Of course they have their totally. trades and whatever, but sure. Jokic is a second round pick for them. Even going even down to the uh, rookies. When you talk about uh, someone like Christian Brown yeah, uh, is drafted by the Nuggets. It, well, dude, it's 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 Jokic, it's Murray, uh, it's MPJ, who they kind of, yep. I don't necessarily want to say took a flyer on, but like he was coming off a, a back injury that kept him out, I believe, the entire season, uh, his last year in college, or at least the majority of it. Um, Like they have made, for the core, the, the, the part of the Nuggets team that is making the biggest difference, having the most impact on a game-to-game basis they are all drafted. They all all are homegrown. And then you mentioned a guy like Christian Brown, who's a young kid, and, and you can maybe kind of liken him to like a new hook, maybe for the abs, sure, where it's yeah. like, yeah, he's coming off your bench. He's in the bottom. He's on the, the back half of your lineup. But in the role that he's in, he's extremely effective. Mm-hmm. And you feel better about a guy like him coming off your bench than the bench situations for, again, I'm not even going to limit it to the Miami Heat as the Nuggets just proved <laughs> at least three other teams in the NBA, if probably not, you know, a lot more than that, you know, there's probably half the teams in the league that would love to have a guy like Christian Brown coming off the bench when yep. he does uh, in the same way that, you know, I, I remember talking to people last year about Bowen Byram in the final that there was national media looking around going, Holy shit. They've got two of these guys <laughs> like, and <laughs> He's a second, third pairing, depending on which part of the playoffs you were talking about. Yeah. But again, that's a Colorado draft pick for the Nuggets. It's a Denver draft pick. And, significant. And this goes beyond just the abs, to be clear. You look at that Tampa team, which, yes, again, every team does a good job of, of moving around the edges and, and getting those trade pieces to get to that level. But it's all on top of the Kucherovs, the Stamkos, the points. Yep. If that doesn't make up your team, if you try and go buy a team, you try to go buy a John Tavares into your top six, you get Toronto. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that way, what, what I really do love about the Nuggets, <clears throat> go back, let's see, it's 2023, seven years. And dude, I, I didn't think with the way that the NBA was trending, you were in the heart of the super team era. Yep. I really didn't know if the Nuggets could ever win an NBA championship because it it, it was they were never going to get the the star power to be able to compete. Right. Yeah. Right. They they were never going to get the star power. And for how many years in a row there, it was Golden State Warriors versus whichever team LeBron is on. And. You know, then Boston, you know, gets, you know, their big three. The Knicks get their big three. You know, LeBron had just left the heat. I but those guys tried to do this year. Right. And, and so it's like, you know, that that was really the formula in the NBA for a long time. <clears throat> and yeah, is it lucky that Nikola Jokic turned out to be the superstar that he is? 
Of course, but you have to get lucky with prospects and draft picks and stuff like that. The Avs are extremely lucky that the fourth overall pick, a, a pick that they felt they had lost on, it's they lost the a lot in the world. <laughs> right, right. Ends up being arguably, depending on which day you're talking about, is the best or the second best player on earth. Like you have to get a little bit lucky in your draft. The Nuggets did their homework. They did their due diligence. They took Nikola Jokic. And, you know, they've been able to turn a franchise around on it. And it's just the other thing that I had two other things that I wanted to liken them to last year's team. And one of them was what you just brought up, the homegrown. The other thing that I liked about it or that I like about it is there doesn't seem to be the emphasis on individual accolades. Yeah. And... You know, when they win game three in LA of the Western Conference final, the Nuggets, there's the video of Jamal Murray walking to the locker room and he says, five more. He's not celebrating. Yeah. He's not high-fiving. He's not, you know, fucking woo! He's walking to go, five more, five more. And that was the mentality of the Avs team all last year. Yep. They allowed themselves to be a little excited when they won the Western Conference final. By the time they were leaving the building that night, they were like, we got to win four more of these. Yeah, we got to win four more of these against the best team that we've played yet so far, and you know that was. <clears throat> I really do think like being around that, seeing that last year, it really drove home for me. I was like, that's a championship mentality, not just sports, not just hockey, but like that's a winner's mentality. Yep. Of saying, you know, we're here for we're here for a goal. We're happy with the success that we have, but we're but not satisfied. Yeah. Right. The, the the fact that it really did to me feel like Joel Embiid was satisfied with the MVP because that was all he cared to talk about for the back half of the season. It's like, yeah, it's no surprise he was a complete no-show when the season was on the line. Came out and shit at the bed. To be fair, right. that whole team shit the bed in that series. Totally. But, <laughs> but like, you know, that's where you're, that's where what we, we're talking about. Your stars are supposed to get you through because you're going to have nights like that. Yep. You're the MVP but it seemed like that was your whole season. You know, there was a, an interview this morning. I th- think it was Jamal or no, I'm sorry. It was MPJ that I saw um, where he said, like, I don't think people fully understand, like genuinely Joker could not have cared less about the MVP. Like for real, you, he, yeah. there wasn't another rung below for him to take his care about MVP. <laughs> and and it's just like to me that's the mentality you have to have if you're serious about winning a championship. Yep. I I don't doubt for a second it means something to win an MVP. I'm sure it irks Nathan McKinnon just a little bit that he's lost out <laughs> on three of them. <laughs> but he but I I'm sure the minute he lifted that cup over his head he was like don't care. Don't care. Yep. We got we the won big what trophy. I, don't care we, about the small one. Yep. Don't care anymore. And and you know Kale couldn't get the con Smythe out of his hands fast enough. Yep, he did uh, not want to be holding on to that. <laughs> no, no. Five nights before he won the he won the Norris Trophy, and all Jackie Redmond wanted out of him was a good quote about the Norris, and he was like, "Would not nope. give him anything." He's like, like, "I got a bigger prize." It's <laughs> he's like, "I just want to get back to the hotel with the boys." Like, I like I hate even being here. Like, this is not about me. That's not what this week is about. It's not what we're working towards. Like, it's cool. Great. Thanks. Don't care. And I really did think like everyone, that's just the ultimate example of everyone pulling the rope in the same direction. And that's what I think the Nuggets have going. And that's why I think the Miami Heat are a great story. I think it's awesome that they're here. But to me, this year's Nuggets team has 2022 abs vibes. 
and the Miami Heat have 07 Rockies vibes. It's a great story. They've done some awesome things. They've got good players. Jimmy Butler's a phenomenal athlete, an outstanding basketball player. It, Are you really you picking know, him over Jokic? Like it was, it was their conference final series where the, you felt like the cracks started to show. And they get through it in seven. Obviously, they make it. Credit there. But that's a series they're up 3-0, and it took them seven. And mm-hmm. you're like, oh, I don't know about this. Right. Now, I will say, had Boston come back and won that, I wouldn't have been as confident about the Nuggets in the final because that's just a big emotional boost. And, you know... Yeah, Jason. You know, again, that's another team with high-end players. Jason Tatum may be dealing with an injury. We don't really know, but um, when the Heat got through, I completely agree with you. Just kind of watching that series play out, you were like, "Oh, oh, 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 fuck!" That's that's a very beatable team. That's an extremely beatable team. Um, And and I just think the Nuggets are too dialed in. I think the roster is too high-end. If if the Heat win the NBA final, I will be very surprised. And something that probably means something went horribly wrong for the Nuggets. Yep. Agree. Uh, on that note, if you're not into the playoffs, first of all, why? Yeah, what do you but, mean? you know, if you're, if you got eliminated, if you're one of the live it up like the abs, Colorado golf, you can join 75,000 golfers with Colorado Golf Association today and receive an official USGA handicap with worldwide access to score posting and GPS tracking. Membership means more at the CGA, and members get the opportunity to play exclusive courses around the state, including Aspen Glen Club, the club at Ravenna, and the Pinery. Many more courses, too. you got to go check it out. Members also get access to exclusive member content with offers and discounts from national and local companies, including Imperial, Golf Tech, PGA Tour, Super store and others you can go right now to colorado golf association at coloradogolf.org and use code dnvr5 to get five bucks off your membership with colorado golf it's a great deal if you're a golfer highly recommend you go check these dudes out get your membership and go enjoy some amazing golf on some amazing courses also when you're done with your golfing outing make sure you get yourself a breck brew the official beer of dnvr uh eight different kinds on tap down at the dnvr bar a great place to go grab a drink after your round or anywhere else they're everywhere in the 50 united states you can use their breck beer locator online uh at breckbrew.com go find it no excuses it's everywhere go get yourself a delicious breck brew they have dozens of flavors so you can get it wherever you need and Make sure you're looking good while wherever you go, because let's be honest, it's sunny out these days. Lots of sun out around Denver. I know it rains in the afternoons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the sun's out bright shining. You got to get your Shady Rays. Go to ShadyRays.com today to order yours. You can use the DNVR code and buy two pairs. You get 50% off. You can also buy more than that and get 50% off. It's got to be at least two pairs. Tons of different designs and styles. Technically, if you don't even want sunglasses, they've got ski and snowboard goggles, if that's your thing, too. So they got you covered on that. Different polarizations. If you stare at screens all day like me, they have blue light filtering. Tons of options when it comes to Shady Rays. You can go check them out again at ShadyRays.com. Or if you're local, you can go to their brick and mortar in the Park Meadows Mall. Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast. Uh, Do want to move forward here. As much as we love the Nuggets, we are a hockey podcast. So we do have to talk a little bit about the news. Jesse, I, I know you and Megan did a show yesterday. I don't think you talked too much about 
Brad Treliving being the the big announcement of of the guy Toronto is going with, and we'll yep. get into some of these other options as well. But before we go to, I just this is the I got oh go ten off. seconds for the Nuggets. Thing. Yeah, yeah. No, just they're doing gold shirts tonight for the Nuggets. Yep. And that's what they should have been doing from the beginning. I don't know why they were doing maroon and blue and all that. It looks great on the seats. I hope everyone who shows up puts it on because I think when you do you know white outs or gold outs, I guess. <laughs> it looks great when it's full participation, but I just saw the first pictures of it and like, that's what they needed to do this whole time. It looks fantastic. Um, yeah, no, we, we didn't get too much into it yesterday. Um, but yeah, Brad tree living in, uh, for the Toronto Maple Leafs really, I, the, the more that I talked through this one over the last 10 days, the more and more it made sense, just given where the Leafs are at with their roster, with their window, all of that stuff just given the experience that Bradtree Living went through last year with Johnny Gaudreau, Matthew Kachuk, big-name players, U.S.-born players playing in, in Canada in a, in a, you know, a, a high-pressure Canadian market. Gosh, who does that sound like on the Toronto Maple Leafs? Um, and, and, you know, in need of contract extensions, and he, you know, lost Johnny Gaudreau. He definitely took lessons from that one. And then dealt Matthew Kachuk. He took lessons from that one as well. Um so I think it's a fit that makes sense. The one part that I find interesting, it's not that interesting given that I think the Leafs have three picks, but part of the condition on the Calgary Flames granting the Toronto Maple Leafs permission to talk to Tree Living uh, is that he cannot be at the draft table in Nashville uh, here coming up at the end of the month. It's June 1st, right? Yeah, at the end yep. of the month. Um, <clears throat> so again, kind of a weird little setup here. Not all that weird because the Leafs barely have any picks, but um, look, I think he's a guy that makes sense for them. They have a lot of important business to get done. They're in the middle of a, a competitive window. Um, this didn't feel like the time for the Leafs to get cute with a, you know, a first time GM or something. Is there any concern that his entire time in Calgary saw virtually zero playoff success? Yes. <laughs> and and this is and this is where you know it's it's hard because you know we we beat this drum a lot Rudo of like the the NHL loves retreads. They sure God, do. God they love retreads. <laughs> and and you know I think there is something to be said for having experience. It's a tough job, it's a tough industry. Uh you know having that built-in relationship with other general managers. I, I think there is something to be said for that. I don't think it's worthless. <sighs> but I think a lot of teams put way too much emphasis on that. I, I do stand by what I said. I think where the Leafs are at, unless you were planning on saying we're starting over, it felt like a difficult time to plug in a fresh face. I don't disagree. But really, I, you just won't convince me otherwise. You truth serum Brendan Shanahan. There's just no way that they weren't looking at the Goudreau and Kachuk situation saying, gosh, we might be staring down the barrel of something just like this. It would help to bring someone in who's already learned those lessons that had to have been the biggest sign. Had, of that. Yeah, had to have point. been because you're right. Like he accomplished next to nothing. As far as in terms winning of is concerned, results. not much. Yeah. Right. Right. And so I, I don't know that <laughs> it's a great argument to be made for going with a fresh face is, Hey, why not bring someone in who, you know, <laughs> doesn't have a decade plus of 
no playoff success. But at the same time, you're trying to make decisions on the fly. You're trying to figure out, are we tearing this down? Are we, you know, are we moving anybody? And this just might be the most qualified person to do it at this exact moment. And, and you know, let's not make any mistake about it. I think just about everyone could see this season that problem is as much Daryl Sutter as it was any front office issue. So yep. how much of that is coaching compared to other it- front office stuff? And there is a bit of revisionist history being done on the Matthew Kachuk trade right now. When that deal went through, the narrative Everyone was... Everyone thought Calgary won that thing, yeah. Was Brad Tree Living fleece the Florida Panthers? How did yep. Brad Tree Living pull... So, like, at the time, it was looked on very favorably. And even still, like, even through the Matthew Kachuk success, it was a down year for Huberto. But, like, you have to assume that this was a down year. Maybe Jonathan Huberto is not the guy he was the year the Panthers won the President's Trophy. But man, you have to feel that he's a lot better than what we saw this past season in in Calgary. Well, and you know, let's not forget he trades for Huberto and Uyghur. Yep. And then he gets their contract extensions done too. Immediately. So it's not like he hung his team out to dry when they didn't succeed this year. Mm-hmm. There's some longevity to that move for them now. You know, if Huberto doesn't get back to a decent level of play, they're in trouble. But well, well, and I mean, honestly, again, you know, we were kind of bagging on him for the the lack of playoff success, which he deserves. Yeah, it's he acquires Markstrom, I believe, two seasons ago. Then the following summer, he does Huberto and Uyghur gets them extended, and then gets Nazem Kadri done. That's three, excuse me, that's four major pieces you added to your organization. You found a way to make it all work under the salary cap. And again, you just won't convince me that that team will have a bounce back, you know, won't have a bounce back season next year. Um, I think they were a lot better than they showed this year. I think there was a lot of change that happened and they needed a season to acclimate to that. Um, So, I mean, you have to give him credit on paper. Everyone really likes the team that he put together. That was where it just kind of translated to on the ice. They have to start do, you know, Brad tree living is like, he has zero games played last season. He was not on the ice for any of those. That is not his job. Yep. He put together a team that most people liked. I will say to play a little bit of the opposite side here, Mm -hmm. probably overpaid Nazem Kadri. Yes. Uh, Kadri's not an 80 point player. He's more of a 65 point guy. <laughs> yeah. Had ended up having to give Sean Monahan away. Literally got, gave away a first to get rid of him. Got nothing in return. Yep. So it's not like he's this perfect GM dancing through raindrops. He does make mistakes. He does have to solve some of these things at times. Totally. I, I see everyone in chat talking about it. I don't disagree personally. I would have preferred Dubas over Trey Living. Mm-hmm. But especially in Toronto, it's tough, man. Someone's head's got to roll, right? Well, and, and, and really, Rudo, I mean, I guess I don't know how you felt about this. I really did think some you had something had to give. Yep. I will say, if it was me. That something would not have been Kyle Dubas. I'm with you. Sheldon Keefe would have certainly gone first. Right, right. I would have started there and then assessed. Yep. Um, so it wouldn't have been my move. 
I understood why, especially after the press conference, um, you know, where he said, I got to check with my family. I don't even know if, you know, more or less that I don't even know if I want to do this anymore. I got it. I understood why, but like there were signs just the way he approached the deadline. It was like, Oh, this dude's jobs on the line. Like, right, right, right. Um, and, and so, you know, he would have been the one that I kept, but I do, I do firmly believe that they needed to change something. I agree. You, I, I just didn't think you could run it back identically to what has fallen flat on its face six years in a row. Yeah. I mean, for sure. It's you made the second round. Wahoo. whoop de doo <laughs> You're not, you're one game. You were one, one more game closer to your goal than right getting out of the first not getting out of the first round like seriously so yeah i don't know i i understand the reason for the change i, I think this the other thing here that does need to be mentioned i don't know i guess maybe you know where does brad tree living fall on the analytics i don't know yeah i don't crowd. know off the top of my head that's one thing we're honestly, and I think we'll get into Dubas here in just a second. We will, yeah. If he was wanting a diminished role, which it sounded like maybe he did. Yeah. I genuinely, genuinely, I said, if this guy's looking to be a consultant in a front office. Go be a head of an analytics advisor, or something like that. Right. Yeah. I said, seriously, I could see the abs circling back to this dude. Definitely. Because he fits what they like to do. They, there's a reason they pursued him a few years ago, right before he was made GM in Toronto. Mm -hmm. I said, if that's really what he's looking for, I could see him doing that. Something like that because he is, you know, I, I don't know the right way to say it. So big in, on analytics is such a believer in analytics. High on built, him, I don't know. High, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's built around analytics. You know, so so that will be the one thing that'll be interesting to see. Can Brad Tree Living, because that's how that entire organization is built, can he work into that, or is he going to try to make? You know, are we going to end up with the Patrick Waugh thing, where the Abs are trying to embrace analytics, yeah. and, and Patrick Waugh was like each other the whole way down? Yeah, right, right. No, that's not what I want to do. We need veteran guys. We need bigger guys. We need this, that, and the other. And is it going to lead to a you know a fracture within that front office? That's the one part. That may be concerned about. Obviously, I'm sure that they've talked to him about that, uh, you know, through the interviews and stuff. Hey, this is how we like to lead the team. But uh, that will be the one thing that I think will be interesting to keep an eye on. Also, how he fits in with, you know, that alleged kind of model there that Kyle Dubas yep. was saying he was unhappy with. I got to check in with Brendan Shanahan. Brendan Shanahan's got to check in with the board. And the board goes back to Shanahan. Then the board comes back to me. And now I can make a move. Well, and let, let's not kid ourselves he's got a lot of work to do too he's got half a forward course signed right now and those guys are pretty good but he's got to fill out that bottom six yep and then next year he literally could have a one-year shot at this before this team just implodes seriously and and now suddenly he's stuck with fix it yep <laughs> could and be a tough job yeah yep so credit to him for taking it <laughs> yeah someone's got to do it Glad it's not me. We'll put it that Seriously, way. Bro. Okay. Seriously. I don't... Paycheck might entice me to be a little bit happier about doing that job, but. <laughs> talk me into it. I got a price tag. I got a price tag for everything. You mentioned it. Dubas, there were obviously going to be jobs available to him the second he was out of Toronto. He yeah. ends up becoming the president of hockey operations for Pittsburgh. Not in division, I guess, for Toronto, but at least in the same conference. Does that sting a little? Can't feel good. 
I mean, yeah. I think I think if you were Brendan Shannon, you had to be hoping that he was going to stick with his. I need to reassess Toronto, my life. Thing, Toronto yeah. or nowhere. Yeah. Because look, dude, like I, uh, one of the questions in this week's roundtable was, who's the one team that you think will make the biggest push for the, the, the one non-playoff team you think will make the biggest push for them next year? Megan and AJ went with, you know, Ottawa and Buffalo, but I was like, it's Pittsburgh. Well, they, they have to go all in every right. year, right? Like, right. By the owner's wishes, yep. if Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin are here, Fenway Sports wants to see the, the Pittsburgh Penguins not only getting into the playoffs, they want to see them competing for a Stanley Cup. It's tough. They brought in Kyle Dubas. He said he's going to act as general manager through July, and then they'll reassess. Yep. I think this is going to be an aggressive offseason for the Penguins. I think they're going to, I think they're going to try to figure out what's happening in net. Um, and that's the other thing to keep in mind too. You know, Megan and I talked about it on, on an at the rink a couple of weeks ago. Oh, fuck, probably about a month ago at this point. How we were saying like, oh, you know, is the page turning? You know, on the Pittsburgh Penguins. When you went back and looked, their goaltending just yeah, failed there. It was a nightmare. It just failed them. I'm not saying this is going to happen, but theoretically, the Pittsburgh Penguins were to go out and add John Gibson, Connor Hellebuck. Are you not suddenly putting that team right at the back of, right back at the top of the the um, Metropolitan Division? Or are they Atlantic? No, they're Metro. Uh, I, I get their names mixed up every time. Yeah, they they have say. to be Metro, right? They're in the triangle of death out there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know, like really, if they if they can go out and get a a legitimate starting goaltender, I, I don't know. I I think that's a team that you could very easily sell me on there in the Metro, especially when you look at the teams ahead of them. Both New York teams, the Devils and the and the Hurricanes. Yep. Put 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 John Gibson on that Penguins roster last year, and they're probably in there with the top three. I- I they're certainly getting by like the Islanders for a wild card spot with Gibson back there. Totally. totally. And so, you know, it's just that to me is a team that's going to be interesting. That's why I think this hire is so interesting. Um, You know, Dubas going there because I think there's a chance that this puts the Penguins right back into the territory of being a real problem for the Eastern Conference. Well, and and look, you don't have to look more than four months ago if you want to see a guy who knows how to go all in at the trade deadline. Dubas is your man right. for that. <laughs> right. and, and, but now suddenly he's with an organization that has won cups before. They're fine with you going all in every year. Yeah. Um, and, you know, there's some speculation that maybe it's going to be Jason Spezza that becomes the Penguins GM. Interesting, yeah. And now suddenly, I mean, like, it'll really kind of be like, if that's the case, it'll be very similar to the Joe Sackett, Chris McFarland setup where it's like, yeah, Chris McFarland's the listed GM, but Joe Sackett has... go do the thing, you go do the thing. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Joe has a lot of pull in that room. It'll be the same thing. And and you're 100% right, Rudo. And really, I, I think the only reason that looking back on that deadline, it feels shitty is because of the results. But... I liked a lot of what Kyle Dubas did at the deadline. Yeah. I mechanically, other than the one thing is I feel like he probably did too much. I agree. But if you look at the moves individually, I think a lot of them you're like, yeah, no, this makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. That's a phenomenal way of putting it. 
on the whole, I agree. Probably one or two moves too many, but each individual transaction in a vacuum, you can talk yourself into the, the Maple Leafs won each of those deals. Yeah, I mean, if you you look down the list, ah, okay. Oh, the, obviously, the O'Reilly deal, loved it. That's not even really yep. the deadline. That was before it, but made total sense for them. A good move. Uh, they go out and get Jake McCabe. I'm a big Jake McCabe fan anyway, so yep. I really like that move. Sam Lafferty, part of that deal as well. Uh, the one move I didn't like was Sandine for, for Gustafson. I think that was stupid. But they did get a, a first-round pick back for that as as more assets. So it, I understand why. I just don't like it. Yeah, no, I'm with uh, that one, too. They moved up Pierre Engvall, which he didn't really have a spot in the roster anymore. And then they, they flip a third-round pick to go get Luke Shen to help round out their defense, which needed that help. Mm-hmm. And you're like, no, okay. also part of the Ryan O'Reilly. Deal. Yes. Yes. You're right. Thank you. But yes, yeah, so again, with the exception of the one that I agree with you, you get the first round pick back. So that helps again. You can all of the, none of those moves are, those don't feel like desperate moves, you know? Yep. It just it feels like, did you need McCabe and Gustafson and Luke Shen? Right, <laughs> right, right, right. Did you need to turn over 50% of your decor? Probably not, but. You know, again, individually, I like the moves. Yes, exactly. They did enough moves for three teams, and maybe they only needed to do enough moves for two teams. That's all. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, honestly, and that's why there's more confidence for me in Dubas going to Pittsburgh than there is confidence in True Living coming to, to Toronto. So, I agree. I agree. Um, on that note, we are brought to you by the fantastic people over at Illegal Pete's. You can go get your delicious burritos today. Ten different locations here in Colorado, including one right by the bar. I actually think they, they have extended happy hour for the, the NBA finals. It's it's to 8 p.m. now, I think. Yep, it's through 8, yep. So they, they got you covered. I mean, you know, you should still leave at 6, actually. Honestly, if you want to get into the DNVR bar, you might need to leave illegal pizza like four because uh, I actually the door. There was a there was a line as of about thirty minutes ago starting to form. So if you, if you want to be part of the the bar scene, if you want to come watch along with us, you got to get there early for these Nuggets finals. Uh, you got to go check that out. But illegal pizza is the great place wow. to pick up a burrito beforehand. Uh, there's even a location down in Arizona. Go check them out. Get fantastic fresh ingredients put in your burrito by illegal Pete's. and last but certainly not least we're brought to you by pins and aces the official golf apparel merchandiser of dnvr and go to pinsandaces.com use the dnvr code to get 15 percent off they got polos they got pants they got cleats they got hats they got uh the liquor stick they got the beer sleeve go right in your bag all right look the liquor stick is like the coolest thing i've ever seen you're Dude's just serving drinks out of his golf bag to like everybody. It's crazy. I've, even, I, I've, I've talked about it. I've heard us talk about it. I haven't actually looked it up. It's wild. It, it's got like a pump in it and everything. You're, you'll, you will be the coolest dude on the golf course. I guarantee it. If you go get the liquor stick and put it in your bag, but whatever it is you might need when it comes to golf merchandise, they've got you covered again, pinsandaces.com with the DNVR code to order yours today third period of the dnvr avalanche podcast the one other <laughs> jesse let me ask you this first of let all. me let me pause real fast no, a yeah, little go. bit of breaking news uh patrick kane uh his agent uh pat brisson has confirmed 
Patrick Kane had a hip resurfacing uh, oh, no. done today. Uh, follow-ups are planned, but right now they are expecting a four to six-month recovery time. So uh, unrestricted free agent Patrick Kane. Will not be back for the start of next year then. Yep. So the the Paprisan said that they're the the goal of this was so that he could play for quote a long time. Uh he wants to he quote wants to play for a long time, end quote. Uh and that they think them and the doctors think that this will this procedure will help that happen, but four to six months uh for Patrick Kane. I apologize. No, no, no. Let's talk about this. This probably takes the abs out of the running for him. I would not, guess, that he, yeah. not that they were probably in it anyway, but I'm sure they were going to kick tires on it. Why, why wouldn't you? It just doesn't make a ton of sense to say, hey, we have a guy out of our lineup. Let's replace him with a guy that won't be in our lineup. <laughs> I, just, I don't I don't that actually would make him the perfect candidate for the abs to sign him, given the way that this past There's season all went. injuries all the time. Just, just sign him. He's already injured. He he's already an app. <laughs> you can't beat it if you join it. I or if you can't beat it, join it. I guess. <laughs> so, seriously. So this really is this is interesting. Who's going to be the one to take a flyer on him? Yeah. I, I, and what does the money look like? Is that now a one year deal? Yeah, I, I it has to reduce whatever the contract ends up being. Right. But we've also seen like Patrick Kane's not afraid to say, Hey, this is where I want to go. Yeah. So. Cause I mean, now, now here is the other side of that. If it is suddenly the market for him is a one-year deal. Let's see how he comes back from this. I don't know. Maybe I would put the abs back into the running for him. Yeah. One-year deal. We'll get him back around Christmas. If he's terrible, he walks. This is one of those things, too, where it's like, okay, you get to the end of June, July 1st. You're, you're, NHL teams would never tamper. <laughs> but you're calling that dude's doctor and you're saying, yeah. how's he progressing? You know? <laughs> right, right, right. How, how is it actually looking? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, that's going to be an interesting one, dude, because I, I was going to be, I don't think he's going back to the Rangers. I don't think they can afford him there. I don't think the Blackhawks have any plans to bring him back. I really did think that he was going to hit the market, uh, you know, true free agent. Yeah. I think this makes it, this makes it muddy, dude. I I certainly think the Rangers aren't just like, yeah, we're going to do whatever it takes to bring him back now. That's for sure. Yeah. And maybe that does, maybe that does open the door for him coming back. The term on the deal that he signs is going to be the part that, I'm going to be interested to watch because me too. Shit. If I'm a GM, I have a really hard time committing multiple years to a guy that won't even get on the ice for me until Christmas. Well, and he's what? 32, 34. Jeez. Yeah. Just like, sure. Maybe it's not a super serious procedure, but you're talking about a 34 year old who just had a hip surgery. Right. Track record in the NHL there. Well, and, and for a guy who, already and, and you know i don't know maybe this injury was you know holding him back a bit but like for a guy that's already taken a few steps back from the prime of his career yeah. he's already on the this part of it usually once you're on that part it doesn't level off <laughs> right 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 very really doesn't level off or get any better <laughs> and not to say he isn't still a very good hockey player for the record but oh yeah he's great when the decline comes, it comes. 
uh, you know, I, that's something I'm sure we'll talk about a whole lot more come June 27th. But yeah. the other news of, of recent in hockey is Nashville, another team that missed the playoffs, firing their head coach in John Hines and hiring Andrew Brunette. Yep. X-Av, X-Av murderer. Uh, <laughs> both, yeah, been on both yep. sides of it. He's got both sides there. Is coaching really Nashville's problem? So, you know, AJ made the point the other day that, like, this is going to give them a stylistic look that they've never had. It's going to be a lot sure. more offensively focused. Not so run through their defense. Yeah, sure. Right, right. Which was ever, ever depleting for the last like five years. Yeah, it's Yossi and a bunch of guys. <laughs> the Avs run a lot of their offense through their defense for a reason. The Predators do it because... They used to have a good defense six right, years ago. Right, right, because I'm not really sure. <laughs> so, you know, it will give them a different look. So, I don't know. Does that benefit the Matthew Shanes, Ryan Johansons, the Philip Forsbergs. I don't know. I tend to lean to where you were just inferring of, I don't know if coaching was this group's problem. I think their no. problem is that they've got a bunch of second line players. Mm -hmm. No amount of coaching can turn a second line talent into a first line talent. Right, right, right. <laughs> and it's just like that that is what I think their biggest issue is. I, I think at the highest end, you could maybe get a Carolina esque run out of them. But even then, I don't think their defense is anywhere close to what Carolina's is. Yeah. Right. And, and their, their offense lacks the exact same thing that Carolina's lacks. That is now, continued yep. to swing and miss in the playoffs of you don't have high-end talent we started off this entire show talking saying doesn't matter the sport it, it it transcends whichever sport you're playing you need elite players at the top of your lineup the last two championships in denver shit the last three championships in denver and now the nuggets four wins away from one in 2001 we already listed some of the names that are on the team sakic wah even remove Peter Forsberg because he didn't play in the final. Super team. Ray, Ray Bork, uh, Rob Blake, super team. The Denver Broncos in 2015, Peyton Manning. There were several others on that team, yeah. but end of list, Peyton Manning. Even hey, though he was at the... Vaughn Miller. Okay, yes. Yep, yep. I'm sorry. I the forgot rest, about Vaughn Miller. The rest, I'm with you. It's not yeah. quite the same caliber. Right, right, right. But it's like, even though Peyton Manning was near the end of his career, just having that type of player one of the all-time greats like it means something last year's abs kale mccarr nathan mckinnon miko rantanen like you need to have the high end and i'm sorry matt duchene i know you're a super <laughs> nice dude i know everybody who meets you really likes you i know you're a great guy you're not in that tier you're not a 1c on a team that's going to make a playoff run you're just not right right he he Fights to be a one and a, a half, a, kind of a he, yeah. A, yeah, 1. he can be a, a one C on a team that doesn't make the playoffs. <laughs> That's exactly who he is. Nashville He's sums done. it up perfectly. Yeah. He's done that a lot. Uh, yep. Uh, and look, obviously, the collapse of Ottawa is not on him. No, but 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 again, like that was Ottawa traded for him. Hey, come be the first line center. And it's like, 
Bro, he couldn't be the first line center on this version of the abs. Yep. It was And bad. then Nashville oh, signed him. Come be a first line center. It's like, have you not been paying attention? <laughs> and so that's that's their biggest issue. I mean, shit, dude, he almost had a hundred points two seasons ago now. And it still wasn't enough. Yep. They got caved in. That first round series against the abs wasn't even close. It was not. It was not. They, the only reason any of the games are close is because Connor Ingram played two of the best games of his life. Right, right. That he has or ever will play. Yep. And, and it's just like, you know, I'll be anxious to see what they do here in the summer. New GM for the first time ever in Barry Trotz. Yep. And now a new head coach. Like, I don't know. Maybe they'll go out and make some changes. Maybe Matthew Shane is the F2C problem and it's the ultimate hilarious story arc. <laughs> I'm, ju- I'm mostly just kidding. <laughs> I'm like 99.9%. O'Reilly and Duchesne, put them back together. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we finally get this like juggernaut down the middle and the Avs go win another cup with Nathan McKinnon, Ryan O'Reilly, and Matthew Shane down the middle. Wouldn't that be hilarious? <laughs> Dude, I, I actually would. Just for the the LOLs, I would love seven hundred K at Paul Stasny to be your four C two. Why yeah, not? Yeah. <laughs> bring bring EJ back for one year. Yeah. We're running this back. We're running this back for twenty tens Avs fans once. <laughs> we're doing this once, and then we're not doing this anymore. Oh, that um, would be that'd be hilarious. But you know, all jokes aside, short of Nashville making moves, you know, big moves like that, moving on from the Johansons, the Duchesnes. You know, I'm not saying you got to tear it down completely, but like you need a solution there. You do. It, it's you not need something solution. that you can just get away with not having. Right. Right. They they've they've been stuck in 2C purgatory for years. That's all they can get is solid second line centers. And I'm with you. I don't know if an offensive minded Andrew Brunette head coach moves the needle at all. I mean, it, I, the more you talk about it, the more it's like, okay, you have Andrew Brunette as an offensive head coach, but you also hired Barry Trotz as your GM, who's all defense all the time. Right. It'll just be interesting to see how that team plays out and, and tries to work themselves out of the worst place you can be, which is the Calgary zone. Seriously. It's it's them, the Flames, it's Minnesota, it's Vancouver, yep. where it's just like those teams are just stuck not quite good enough to be a playoff team, or if they are, they're nowhere near a serious contender, but not bad enough to be picking at the top of the draft yep. and getting franchise-changing players. And then Nashville's other issue is when they have ended up there in the past, they trade those assets away. Almost immediately, yep. Right. And, and so it's just, I don't know. that That's going to be an interesting one to watch. To me... <laughs> None of their moves so far, front office and have head coach moved the needle for me at all. We knew that Bruce Cassidy was going to make a difference in Vegas. Yep. We didn't, I don't know if we thought it'd be to this extent, but like we knew that that would be a jolt. I just don't know. Their their player personnel is still an issue for me. I agree. I, it's funny because we came out of Toronto feeling the opposite almost. Mm-hmm. Where it was like, they should have all the talent in the world. Right. But maybe it's the head coach issue, but with Nashville, that's just not the case. Cause, so. Cause you do see that you do see coaches lose 
dressing rooms. They lose buy-in. For sure. And really, I mean, the Pittsburgh Penguins are a great example of that. The was it 2015? Their cup? whenever they hired, yeah, whenever their whatever their first of the back-to-backs were. Yep. That was a coaching change in the middle of the season. You could noticeably see the results on the ice. That 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 last you know the last head coach it, it run its course. You needed a new voice. Pretty clearly, what happened to Daryl Sutter this year in Calgary? Like totally, and that's why you feel fairly confident saying they'll probably bounce back. You know, going back to the Brad Tree Living conversation of yep. you like those moves on paper. There's just no way they go this same way again next year. Yep, at least not to that extent. Nashville, I just don't like you said. I agree with you completely. I think it's kind of yep. the opposite, where it's like you need on ice personnel changes in addition to whatever else the hell you're trying to do. All right. We can wrap up today's show. Jesse, any, any final thoughts, any other things you wanted to touch on news wise or otherwise? I do think moving on from Poyle was the right move for Nashville. That was one where talk about having had run its course. It, it was just the same vision over and over and over again. That move I think was needed, but they got to do something on the ice. That's it for today. Go Nuggets. Uh, Hopefully gets off to a good start tonight. Leave it at that. We will talk to you all tomorrow.